Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. You know, that, that um, Tyler, I've never seen someone play a, key, a keyboard with one finger so well in all my life. Dude, that was tremendous. <laughs> tremendous, bro. Now, that was good. That, that was, yeah, I flashed back to the first couple, few months when y'all began to play here. It sounded almost exactly the same. That was did good. Y'all did, y'all did good. I appreciate y'all and uh, the time the band takes uh, to, uh, to, to come up here and prep beforehand. And uh, it, it's been really good to, to have them. And we're going to lose some, some of them because they um, are being hateful and they're going off to college. Uh, but we still love them. And uh, we're, we're going to miss them. <clears throat> what book are we in? For the final night. I know it, it hurts. We've only been in this book since October 3rd of last year. And this is our final time in the book of Ephesians. And who wrote the book? Paul. Oh, you finally got it right. No, I'm kidding. Good job. Paul wrote the book. And who did he write the book to? And Gentiles are defined as, as what? Non-Jews. Okay, they're non-Jewish believers. That's who he wrote the the book too, and so it's sort of important to uh, to understand that when you read the text of any scripture, you need to know who wrote the book, who he wrote the book to, and sort of why he wrote the book. That this is very important. That's why I think for some of you, it'll haunt you in your sleep. It'll haunt you when you're 35. You'll be like Ephesians, Paul, Gentile believer. I mean, you're, it's just gonna. You, we've done it every week now, so it, hopefully it sticks. Just because folks will think you're weird. That's what I want to do. I want to make folks think you're weird. Uh, we're going to stand up and read the scripture together. It's going to be in Ephesians 6, and there is so much in the scripture that we're going to read. There's no way. This is what some people take six or eight weeks to preach, and I'm just going to take an hour and a half tonight to really try to go through it. I'm kidding. No. Uh, we're, I'm really going to be pretty quick through it. I just want to touch through. There's a, a very important part of it I want you to get. If you can get this first part of it, everything else is going to fall into place as you even read it. In your on your own and apply it to your life. So stand up with me as we read the scripture together. Ephesians chapter six. We're going to start in verse um, ten. Probably read to verse twenty. We won't go all that for that that far tonight for this final time. Here here it says he says in, in Paul writes. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the de- devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace in all circumstances take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that 
words may be given to me in, in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in change, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for the chance to read your word. And Lord, I just ask for your help tonight on my understanding and the understanding of everybody in this room of your word. And may you just reveal your truth to each one of us. And may we be men and women of God, no matter what age we are. May we be men and women of God who seek to live for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, everybody have a seat. Who here has ever heard this passage before taught? A lot of times it's taught as you're, if you've been in church for a long time as a kid, you've got the armor of God and someone will come out and they'll put a breastplate on and a helmet. Have you ever had that one with the, with the fans? Have you ever put that on? Only me. Okay, I've done it. I was going to do that tonight, but I, I, I look like a fool enough without that stuff. So I thought, ah, well, we won't do that. Um, <clears throat> now, why do we even need armor? He's talking about the armor of God, right? My first question is, why do we even need it? Protection. And this is the gist, and I'm going to run through a couple things. We need it because there's a battle going on. There's a battle going on. We can ignore it. Most of the time, we do not see it with our eyes. But look here at the text again. Or let, let me explain this. Y'all going to think I'm cool as all. Get out. I, um, this past few weeks I've been re- 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 reading and, um, I've noticed that my arms are getting, getting too short or something because I used to could read like this all day long and I cannot read my, the text in front of me right now. And then I was just doing this and I could make it. But it's still really blurry, and I can it, I'll get some words wrong. Dude, that's clear as day right there. That's pretty right there. So it's finally getting my arms weren't long enough, <clears throat> so I went to get my eyes checked. Now I've got for I'm I know I'm 43. You think, dude, that guy's 43? I thought he was like 23. I know. Um, and so I went and got my eyes checked. Now the now the great news is my eyes are fantastic for my age. Problem is I'm 43. Uh, now I see 20, 20, 20, like far away and all that stuff. But reading, I, I've just had to begin to, to start wearing these bad boys. Ow. Y'all are so blurry because these are just like made to read only. So I'm going to throw up on you in about full four seconds if I don't. But can I tell you this? <sighs> HD, baby. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not kidding. I, this, the, the, the difference when I put them on, I was like, Come look how clear they do these words. I thought they were just getting really sloppy at the printers. And it's like HD. I mean, like, I can feel it. 3D HD. I'm there. Now, now, when I looked at my kids with these, when my kids were close, I was like, oh, look at the complexion of their I mean, they're not just a blur. I mean, I was like, dear Lord, I've become that guy. You know, everything is... Awesome. Now, I, I can still read, read my notes. Some folks are going, you're going to have no, I'm not going to wear them, hopefully, for another week or two until my eyes fail more. Uh, and then I'll wear them when I, when I speak. Um, but it also, I was stunned how clear things were. So I want us to read this text again in this verses uh, 11, 12, and 13. 
This is what it says. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Now, um, can I tell you guys, I wish there was a pair of spiritual glasses that I could hand out to every one of you right now. And I wish we could all have not just youth, but adults, because we need to think this way and to see this way, because all around us, spiritual warfare is going on. We're in a battlefield where, pe- where people are falling left and right. You see it in your friends. You just think they're just, they're just having a bad time and they've made a bad choice. And that's part of it, but there's a lot more going on than just that. There's a pull, there's a fight for their soul, there's a fight for your soul. And it's a battle. And I wish we could just go, hey guys, put these on. And you were like, holy cow, are you serious? And we could really see what is going on. The question is, why do we need this armor so bad? Because there's a battle going on. Do not miss that truth. Very important truth. You go, well, I don't see it. Well, look at friends as they begin to tank, and just things don't work out. And, the, and can I tell you, the, the single most um, way for you as a teenager to not follow Christ is to hang out with friends that don't follow Christ. Single most way that's going to, and that's spiritual warfare going on. And, and Satan, and you go, oh, is he real? Not? Dude, he is so real. He is so real, and he's after you. He's after your friends. And you go, well, what do I do? Well, you make a stand for Christ, and you fight for Christ with everything that you have. And even when folks around you fall, you stand up. You go, well, how can I stand up? I'm glad you're here. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. All right? So I want you all to, um, first of all, I've got a little skit, guys, video, because they sort of address this, and it's almost the exact topic or key point that I want to get. It's just about a five-minute video. So I know you hate these guys, skit guys. Take a look at the screen. neighbor welcome to your best life now i am your host dan d lewis and i'm going to be your personal coach and help you be all you can be you know being a pe coach two years running at tisdale community college i know just how tough life can be i know what it's like to be questioned by the higher ups and the administration as they look at you with your personal lack of hygiene and your improper use of the bad bitten equipment And that right there, Cupcakes, gets my defenses up. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Defense. And the best defense is the armor of God. Oh, yes, the armor of God, my friends. Speaking of defense, we're going to be comparing football equipment to the armor of God. I have enlisted a young Michael Seaver wannabe. And by the end of the day, he will be feeling some growing pains. Come on out, son. Ready to go, Coach Dandy. Oh, don't ever call me that again. Oh, okay, Coach Baldy. Hey! Don't make me angry. You would not like me when I'm angry. That's the Incredible Hulk. Bill Bixby, not that Edward Norton guy. Blah. Yeah. 
Okay. Tell them your name, Cupcake. Uh, my name's Stevie Stevenson. I'm a seventh grader at George Washington Middle School. Go Chompers! No, no, it's not Chompers. It's Chompers like George Washington chopped down the cherry tree. Uh, no, it's Chompers. It's referring to his wooden false teeth. You are a weird one, Cupcake. Here's the deal. I've got a young screech-like figure here, and behind me I have a case filled with cinder blocks that weighs roughly 330 pounds. That is the same weight as an NFL lineman or a rerun from what's happening. Hey, Raj. Stevie is going to take a hit from this case to show you how this football equipment works. Assume the position, Danielson. What's a Danielson? So how about Phil Doogie Hauser? <laughs> Not so bad. It seems like the padding took most of the hit. Just you wait, Henry Higgins. This is going to be rough. Now, to give you a better understanding of the armor of God, Ephesians 6 says this, that our feet must be covered with the gospel of peace, much like these cleats down here, these modern-day cleats. So, my young Stevie Wonder, take off those cleats. Eh, I don't know if that's a good idea. I have an unidentified foot fungus, and my mom says... Well, I am not paying you to think. Take off the cleats! I'm getting paid for this? <laughs> aye, aye, Capitan. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Just had a mash flashback. Sorry. Here we go. One. Two. Three. How are we doing, Mr. Belvedere? Uh, I think I got some carpet burn on my big toe. That's what I'm talking about. No pain, no gain. But I'm allergic to pain. Well, then you better take it in histamine, Topanga. You see, friends, the Bible also says about the armor of God that we must be gritted with the belt of truth. I think it's gritted. Hmm? Uh, my, past, my pastor pronounces it gritted, but then again, he makes up his sermons every Sunday morning on the spot, so what does he know? <laughs> well, tomato, tomato, either way, you're going to have to lose those football pants. Excuse me? You heard me. Lose the caprice, Curly Sue. It hurts when you call me a girl's name. I don't care what it hurts. I need you to take off the football pants and get off the island, Marianne. I'd rather be ginger. How we doing, Cupcake? My bum is bummed out. Pardon my French. Stop it. You're fine. You're fine. No apology necessary. Now, my friends, this is where my little analogy about the armor of God kind of breaks down. Because in Ephesians 6, it talks about the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith. And in football, we don't have swords and we don't have shields. How about this one? Holy dance fever. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What kind of gym is this? Now, hold on. Okay, this is becoming a full house. Now, Michelle, put that sword down before someone gets hurt. I thought that was the point. All right, Tootie, I'm about to teach you the facts of life and teach you the point. My hands are bleeding. Where were we? Oh, okay. All right, yes, uh, Ephesians 6. It talks about the breastplate of righteousness. And we're going to compare that to these shoulder Yeah, yeah, I owe you that much. Oh, oh my spleen! Oh, I'm tasting blood. Uh, other than that, I think I'm okay. How do I look, Dan? You look good. You look, you look good. 
Last but not least in the armor of God is the helmet of salvation. Helmets are important, well, because heads are important. To show what life would be like without salvation, Stevie, take off the helmet. No. Yes? Listen, your coaching shorts are too tight. If you think I'm going to take a blow to the head without the helmet on. Just take one for the team, Stevie. Oh, oh, speaking of taking one for the team, the team's going to be awfully ticked when they see what you did to their helmet. What I do the helmet? I cannot afford another helmet. What's wrong with this helmet? I told you. This was a bad idea. I can't see nothing wrong with this helmet. Let me help you. start this by saying some of you are, are 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 living this thing this this life going you know christianity just isn't working for me i've tried it out uh you struggle you crash you uh you go i love god and stuff and 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 i i, I gave my life to christ you know when i you know when i was whatever age uh but something just isn't working and my question is have you even ever put the armor of God on? So many times we, we expect this just to be an easy, man, this is easy. Don't forget the first point of this whole thing. We're in a battle, a battle that you cannot see, but it's all around you all the time. And as long as you live in this life, the battle is going to be here. Now, I know one thing. My God is bigger than anything we will ever battle. Anything you will ever battle, even when it seems the darkest God is bigger. But you are in a battle. But there's something in the scripture that we read. I just want to point out to you. Uh, and this is sort of the main point for tonight. In verse 11, you don't have to go to each verse, but you can if you want to. Sid. Uh, it says to put on the armor, the whole armor of God. Verse 13, it says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Verse 14 says, having fastened the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. In verse 15, it says, put on the shoes. It says in verse 16, take up the shield of faith. In verse 17, it says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. Do you understand there's an action there you've got to do? Very few of us are putting on, taking up, fastening, and getting ready with the armor of God God has for us. We go, man, this just doesn't work for me. My question, are you putting it on? Or is it something you, you read about and go, okay, that was good. Let me just go on with my life. Because you've got to apply yourself. You've got to fight for it. You've got to see what you can do. Now, I just want to run through these one, two, three, four, five, six things that it says to put on or to take up. Because everything, if you don't do something about it, you're not going to be armored. You're going into battle without armor. And that's dumb. Do you all agree with that? Yeah, yeah, just give me a nod. Y'all looking a little tired tonight, but you, you look good. You just look a little tired. You're like, I haven't been in school in weeks. You know, I get it. I get it. First of all, this, it says, fasten the belt of truth. Now, truth is something in the world today that is becoming less and less important. You know, truth, ah, it's not that. Can I tell you, God says that truth is 
of ultimate importance. And you go, well, how do I fasten the belt of truth? I'm going to share some quick stuff. How do you do it? This is how you do it. Decide before you leave your house or turn off your cell phone. I'm only kidding, Missy. Uh, before you leave your house, d- decide and say, okay, God, I'm going to speak the truth today. Whatever comes up, good or bad, whether it helps me or hurts me, I'm going to speak the truth. When you're going into a meeting, something you've got to deal with with a friend, you need to, you go, okay, God, this truth thing's important. Help me to live it out. There's many that don't live this out at all, and they just lie and lie, and no one trusts them. No one but believes in, in them. How do, how, how, how do you put it on? You start off going, okay, God, whatever I face today, whatever, t- tell a friend, hey, hey, David, I, I've been having a rough time speaking the truth, and uh, I'm going to tell the truth today, so ask me about it. Okay, Find friends that will hold you accountable. Fasten the belt of truth on. Very important. Next thing says this, put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, how do you do that? This is, in much ways, the same thing as before. Before you go into a situation with your friends, with a girl or with a guy, or whatever you're doing, decide you're going to honor God and do what's right. Even when you, you wake up, say, Lord, help me to speak the truth. Lord, help me to do what's right. Whatever comes my way, help me to do what's right. Why is it important to do what, what, what's right? Because you want to look good. That's not why. It's to give God honor and glory with your life. How can, can you do it? Do what's right. Even when it's hard, do what's right. There's a shirt I saw that was really cool. It said, it's not, it's, not about, it's not about me, it's about God. I don't know if you've seen those around. Next thing, it says, put on the shoes of readiness with the gospel. Put on the shoes. What does that mean? I want everybody, well, this is, is what it says in 1 Peter 3, 15. I don't think we've got it up there, and that's okay. 1 Peter 3, 15 says this, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. Always be ready with the gospel of peace. The gospel brings peace. Many times it brings peace to a life. Many times it, when you say the name of Jesus, that will not bring peace because folks get angry when they hear that name because that is the, the one in this world they're fighting against. But it's the only hope for peace in anybody we talk to. Be ready with the gospel of peace. How can you be ready with the, the gospel of peace? I want everybody to stand up. If, you, if you've not been here much, just follow along with us. If you know the verse, jump alongside. But there's some verses that we do in here, and we do them a little bit funny. But part of the, the things that we, we do is so that you can be ready with the gospel of peace. That's why we do them. Y'all have suckered into it. Y'all have no idea. I tricked you. I tricked you. And the first one is Romans 3.23. Okay, everybody say Romans, and wait, if I stutter, don't like, like, if you're repeating after me, you, keep, you don't have to, like, stutter with me, okay? I mean, if some of you do it, Dalton. Romans 3.23, it says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Do it again. No? Let's do Romans, right? Always do the verse first. You want that to stick. Ready? Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all sin and come short of the glory of God. The next one is what? Romans that says, for the wages of sin is death, but 
The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord, my Lord. Our Lord or my Lord? Hey, I don't care which way you say it. Just say it. That's all, that's all I'm saying, right? Let's do it again. Romans 6, 23 says this. For the wages you pass of sin is death. But, small but, God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Okay, Romans, okay. And so then you do John 14, 6. That is, Jesus said, I am the, the truth. No man comes to Father but by me. Okay, we can do whatever it takes to make it stick, guys. That's what, that's what we do, okay? So that's what? John 14, 6. James 14, 27. Ready? Let's start getting ready. John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to Father but by me. That's what he said, clear as day. There's no other way to come to God except through the Son. That's the only way. The world will always tell you something else, and it's not true. Okay, don't miss that. Very important. Romans 10, 9, 10, and 13, but we only use 13 because it would be very long if we didn't. So say Romans 10, 13. For all who call, 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 call. On the name of the Lord will be take a life raft and throw it <laughs> saved. That's what you do. You're calling and you take a life raft because someone needs help, and that's what we're called to do. We're called to help them, and we've got the help in the Word of God through the gospel. That's what we have. That's why we share. Let's do that last one again. Romans 10 13. It says this for all who call, 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 call on the name of the Lord will be. Save. You see, we're on a big boat. It takes a while for it to hit the water. Good job. Sit down. Be ready. Always be prepared to give a defense of the reason for the hope that you have. And the hope that we have is the gospel. It's Jesus Christ who, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Even when we were in rebellion against God, God loved us still. And it makes no sense to me at all. But he did. He's, and you go, well, how could that be? Well, he's God. He is amazing. How do we put on the shoes? We know the scripture. We know the scripture and we talk about it. How else can you put on the shoes? Your testimony. Talk about how you put your faith in Christ. We need to learn how to do that. We need to know how, how to do that. It says this right here. The, the next thing, take up the shield of faith. Now, if you were going in, say you're in a Lord of the Rings film, okay? Woo! But it's real life. You're against the orcs. You're a dwarf. Oh, sorry. Okay, a little dwarf with axe. Okay, you're running in. You've got your shield right there, but, I mean, you're about to hit them hard. Are you just going to go, oh, I'm a little tired. I don't want to take my shield today. And you run up there. Dude, you're dead. Okay, no. You take, why? You take the shield to protect you. Your shield of faith. Why do you take it? Because you need it. What, what is the shield of faith look like in our life. It's, it's what we have when we wake up in the morning and we go, okay, God, I know you're in control even though I can't tell what's going to occur today. And I'm still going to go on. It's I'm with a friend and God, I feel like you're telling me I need to say something about you. Okay, here it goes. Shield of faith. Can I tell you something else about it? What a shield is used to protect yourself, right? And it, says, it talks about pr protect, protection from the fiery darts of the devil. It's sort of clear because he is attacking you all the time, and you need that shield going, okay, God, I know you're bigger. 
I know you're here. That's what the shield of faith is, living that out in life. What else does a shield, what does a shield have on it? It's got a symbol or a crest. Usually for the, in, in, in when clan times, there was a crest, which was the family name on it, which defined who you were and who you represent and who you fight for. And can I tell you, we've got to be open about who our faith is in. It's got to be part of our conversation. I'm not saying you've got to go, hey, hey, do you believe in God? Do you believe in God? Do you believe in God? You don't have to do this everywhere you go, but you need to, to wear it loud and proud. And just because you wear a shirt that, that says something about Christ, which I, I want you to do if you're a follower of Christ and you're living out your faith, you wear a shirt, doesn't mean you got it right. There's some, some people that wear a shirt and they go, well, that's, that's my shield. I'm letting the, the world know. And I want to tell them, go change your shirt because you are not living it out and you're hurting the cause of Christ. Y'all get what I'm saying? This is not a game we're playing as we go out into whatever world God has placed us in. We can make an impact for him or against him. What's your shield look like? Shield of faith. It says this, take, up, take the helmet of salvation Put on the helmet of salvation, that thing that protects our mind where we go, man, why do I do this? Okay, God, why, why do I choose you? Because you gave your son for me, and I want to honor you with my life. Lord, protect my mind, protect my spirit. Through your mind you know, and your heart, that's, it's protecting you, but we got to take, take it up. Got to take it up. And then it says this. It says, take the sword of the Spirit. Everything is to protect you all this time. And you've heard this before if you've been in church. But all of a sudden, there's a sword. I've got like a Lord of the Rings sword. I could have brought it out like that one guy had, but I'm afraid someone would cut their hand. And um, can I tell you this? You know that if you're an expert swordsman like Inigo Montoya? Mm, Y'all know Inigo Montoya, huh? You killed my father, prepared to die, right? Expert sword. Now, he's, this is from the pr- Princess Bride. He, he says that line only 477 times, everybody he comes before. And, um, and he's good with sword. You know, and then he, uh, can I tell you, he, he didn't just go, ah, look at that. I've got a sword talent. No, he practiced. He worked with it. He became good at it. Now, that's fictional, but in real life, someone who's good with a sword doesn't just pick it up and they're great, great, great at it. They work at it day and night, time and time again. And can I tell, tell y'all, unless you and I learn to pick this up and wield it and use it the right way, we're going to be so ineffective in sharing Christ and being a light for Christ unless we learn to use this. And the only thing that's going to work is not Dan going, hey, hey, get it, get it, get it. You know, it's not that. It's you going, okay, I'm going to learn how to use this. I'm going to spend time in it. I may miss a day here or there, okay? I miss a few. Let me get back in, into it. Let me study it. Let me learn it. Let me know it. Unless we know it, um, unless we spend time, we'll never be proficient at it. We will never be able to defend our faith. If you want to be used by God, and there's a lot of you I've talked to, man, I just want God to use me. You've got to use this consistently. You've got to. My point, because there's a lot more that you can go in through this, and then it talks about with man, prayer. God, prayer's got to wrap it all up. It's got to be a part of what all this going, tr- talking to God, trusting God, seeking God. You've got to do that. But can I tell you, if you do not begin to put on the armor, you will have no chance in the battle. No chance. Put it on. Take it up. Hold it. Fasten it. Click it. Whatever it takes, put it on. Do you hear what I'm saying? And this is all we're going to do in this book. 
And I, can I, can I t- tell you all, the next week, if you're going to camp or not, if you're going to go to camp, I want you to do this. If you're not, I want you to do this. Read Ephesians 6. And just get to know it. Just get to see what it's about. And study it. Feel what it's saying. And just go, okay, God, help me to live out truth today. Okay, God, help me to do what's right today. And what's right is sometimes, can I tell you all this? It's not always when you leave the house to choose to do what's right. Because sometimes mom and dad, it can be hard to get along with. And you don't want to and you've had a bad day. But God says, honor your mother and father. We talked about that two weeks ago. You can go online and get that. I know you're like, oh, yeah, I want to hear that one. You know, sometimes we need to do these truth, these things, at, even before we leave the house. And sometimes when we're in bed, we need to go, okay, truth, okay, God, righteous, let me do it. Let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you for each, each student that's in this room. I thank you for your word and for your truth. And Lord, I ask that you'll help us to fasten the belt of truth or help us to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Help us to put on the shoes of readiness with the gospel. Help us to take up the shield of faith. Help us to take and wear the helmet of salvation. And Lord, help us to uh, wield the sword of spirit well for your honor and glory. Because the sword of spirit is your word. Lord, we just want, uh, Lord, I ask that we help us to strive just to be men and women of God. Uh, no matter how old or how young we are. Thank you for the gift of your son. Uh, Thank you for friends that we have in our lives that help us to walk closer to you. And Lord, help us to walk closer to them uh, and uh, help us to be a help to them as they are to us. Uh, I thank you. Uh, In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, that's all we have for tonight. We're going to have like a meeting in here about five minutes when we're going to start that youth, youth camp meeting. So let me know if you have any questions. There's still time to sign up for it. We're dismissed.